1: what is up everybody it is the south side beat here on dk pittsburgh sports youtube channel uh my name is chris Halleck. core Christian not here yet don't worry uh (laughs) it is a a wednesday on the south side uh he is uh hard at work uh hard at work gathering information uh gathering everything that we need uh for the pittsburgh steelers and It's a typical Wednesday over there. So that means Kenny Pickett's going to talk or did talk and he's, you know, getting it right now or whatever it is. But uh, that's what he's doing right now. So don't worry. Have no fear. Corey will be on his way. I told him, like, listen, take your time. Make sure you find that one sweet spot (laughs) on the south side where the Internet works for the most part so that we can uh, once he's here, hopefully we don't end up losing him. So in the meantime, good Wednesday, everybody. It is Wednesday, right? yeah it's wednesday i my days are always thrown off so uh yeah don appreciate it you guys are here to help be the co-host to help tag in for Corey whenever he's not here so uh we really appreciate you guys tuning in um so as you can see the title of the episode is kenny's clutch gene because obviously kenny's talking today so we will be uh hearing you know once Corey uh, hops on uh you know we will be uh you know, hearing what Kenny had to say today, um, it'll it'll be on the, uh, our, our Steelers feed on DKPittsburghSports.com as well uh, later, or or Corey will write about it, or both. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of coverage because uh, we always do. Um, but one thing that really kind of stands out to me about Kenny Pickett so far. And I'm just going to come at this from the X's and O standpoint or the analysis standpoint because that's that's my job now. So that's what I'm doing, and that's how I'm going to approach things when it comes to Kenny. Because there's obviously a lot of attention on Kenny. He's the quarterback who's kind of taken the mantle after Ben retired. Yes, there was the Mitch Trubisky, like not even four whole games, but Kenny was the guy, right? They drafted him the the very next draft after Ben's gone, so Kenny's the guy. There's going to be attention on him. There's been attention on his performance as well because it's been, you know, as expected for a young quarterback, it's been up and down. There have been moments where he's looked great and there have been moments where it's like, man, what the heck are you thinking? Like, what, what, like, what are you seeing there? Um, hey, by the way, you can stand in the pocket for longer than, <laughs> than the two seconds of the offensive line gives you possibly, you know, if there's, if it's still possible to make a throw from there, try to do it, you know, try to stay in the pocket. But Barber comes in and he's got it. He's got it right. Fourth quarter, Kenny, man. This season, Kenny, I'm pulling it up right now just so I have the number right. Kenny's overall passer rating is 81.3. Okay. That's not great. It's not terrible. It's not great. Right? Uh, he's got five touchdowns to four picks, completing only sixty point nine percent of his passes. However, in the fourth quarter this season, his pass rating is 102.8. I I mean, he turns it on in the fourth quarter. I, I I I I can't explain it. Um, other than the fact, hey, hey, look who's joining us right now. Look who is joining
0: us. I'm all about taking chances. Let's see how we do today.
1: Yeah, what's up, Corey? How you doing?
0: Hi, Chris. Sorry to interrupt your point. Please continue. Oh,
1: no, I was. Uh, we're we're talking fourth quarter, Kenny. We're talking the Kenny's clutch gene. I said eighty-one point three passer rating overall. When it gets to the fourth quarter, it jumps up to one hundred two point eight. Mm-hmm. Something about Kenny in the fourth quarter. I can't explain it, other than the fact that as it says in the in the headline in the title of the episode, it Kenny's got the clutch gene, and it's it's not tangible. You can't put your finger on it and say. There it is, but he's got it.
0: Uh, He completed his final nine passes, and of course the two touchdown drives in the fourth quarter, and, I mean, 73% completion rate in the fourth quarter. That doesn't lie either. So all of these intangibles, all of these things that just come together to result in, it's almost like the Steelers would rather play in one-score games than anything else. Like, they thrive in these moments, and Najee Harris, I just got back from the locker room, like talked about, they like these these moments. They like these clutch moments that they have to perform in the pressure. The whole idea of pressure being a privilege. And uh, Don, thank you. Appreciate that, dude. Um,
1: okay, what the heck? Happy birthday, man! I, how 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 is this? It's two o'clock in the afternoon here, three o'clock there. How am I hearing this for the first time today?
0: Because it wouldn't behoove me to say, "Hey, it's my birthday." Behooves. Be- <laughs> behooves. <laughs> It wouldn't behoove me to say that. It's also on my Twitter. So if you checked it, you would have seen it. Um,
1: I'm I'm not on Twitter as much as uh, people think, I, I promise. There. There. <laughs> I have not been on Twitter um, almost at all today.
0: The best birthday present I could receive today is if my internet connection doesn't crap out. So we'll find out. So it far, it's been great. It's I'm been on good hot, so far. I'm on hotspot right now. That might be the solution. Um, that might be the solution, but we'll see. But um, I just got why Leonard says
1: happy birthday, by the way. There you go.
0: Thanks, Kawhi. Go easy on my calves this year, please. <laughs> it's my, that's my birthday wish. Go easy on my calves. Um, so I just got back from locker room. Of course, Kenny talked and like it, he said pretty much what you expect. Like, yes, we know we're good in the fourth quarter. We have to be mm-hmm. better in the first three. Here's how we, we can do it. Yeah. And like he didn't say anything earth shattering on this topic because really there isn't anything earth shattering to say it's they got to yeah. play better in the first three quarters. They have mm-hmm. to find ways to score points in the first three quarters and they can't just be leaving everything. I don't want to say to chance in the fourth quarter, but it's almost like you're playing that game at some point, like these fourth quarter and these close games are numbers games somewhat like look yeah. at Minnesota. Like for a while, Minnesota was excellent at winning one score games and now they suck at it. So like, yeah. are you going to leave all of that up to chance? Not really. you got to yeah. put yourself in better position.
1: You do because you never know which way the ball is going to bounce. I, you, you you never know, and I know that's kind of a like a cliche way to put it, but you never know. I mean, in, in hockey it's called puck luck, you know, and baseball is just you know the way the ball bounces. You know, you never know the way the the the, the puck's going to bounce or the ball's going to bounce because one just off chance thing happens and it's completely out of your control and all of a sudden you're screwed. And if you would have put yourself in a better situation, you might've been able to, 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 to handle that or to weather that a little bit better. Um, you know, just cause you never know because the game can turn on a top on a dime just like that. And so, yeah, they do have to put themselves in better situations. The good thing is, is that if they do play a really good football game, and are, are in a good situation come the fourth quarter and still need that clutch gene to come through then kenny's got that so yes i 100 wholeheartedly agree they have to do better in the first three quarters or in the first really in the just in the first half because kenny's numbers are even pretty good in the third quarter i think his passer rating is well over 90 in the third quarter as well so he's it's like once they come out of halftime, it's like the James Franklin effect with Penn State. <laughs> they're terrible in the first half, and then come the second half, they turn it on, and they look like a completely different team. It's just with the Steelers, it's they wait until the fourth quarter, and now they're a different team.
0: Kenny Pickett passer rating by quarter. First quarter, 45-8. Second quarter, 76-8. Third quarter, 92-9. And then the fourth quarter, of course, 1028, 8 as you mentioned.
1: Yeah. So, it's, like, yeah. it's
0: literally a heating up process for this offense, which at times you can do. There's certain games where you can feel that out. I saw and a stat got, today. Yeah. I saw a stat Go today. Ahead. I think it was the Steelers' wins have combined uh, – they've won by a combined 23-point margin, and then the two losses have been by at least 23 points. So, yeah. like, do you want to put yourself in position to be in position to win football games? Yeah. And let's be frank, I mean – the Browns game was won by the defense. The Raiders game was arguable combo of both, but mostly the defense. This, this win against the Rams was the most complete win by the offense. And in the Ravens, win, of course was a large product of the defense. So mm-hmm. this was really the first out of four wins that the Steelers have gotten this season that have been because of the offense, not in spite of, or not just yeah. the offense did enough to help the defense. Obviously yeah. the the pick from TJ and, Mason Cole talked about it today. Um, it's on the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com right now. The pick by TJ sets so much up, and then the play from Deontay, the big pass play from Deontay to start out that second drive of the, of the second half was a big deal as well. So, like, mm-hmm. all these little things are adding up, and then they get a couple of splash plays. Yeah. But you got to be able to produce and throw down the field. you also see in my – which is coming up, I would say, within the, a half hour to 45 minutes of us getting off of here today, my story today – Kenny Pickett's not just playing better in the second half and specifically in the fourth quarter. He's also throwing the ball down the field more in the second Mm -hmm. half in the fourth quarter. So it's these it's these attempts that are set up from the short passing game, so to speak, in the first and second quarter that open up the long game in the third and the fourth quarter. But you want to see more of that long game happen in the first half.
1: Well, so here, here's one thing. If I can, uh, there's two things that I want to bring up because one of them, again, I'm an agent of chaos, and I, I want to kind of ruffle some feathers today. Please do. But but it 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 stuck with me because you know whenever I was growing up, whenever I was six, seven, eight years old, you know my dad had these Sports Illustrated yearbook videos, right? And I used to watch them all the time. And the first season I ever watched, like overall, was the 1993 season. And my dad got a video yearbook of that, and so I watched that on repeat, repeat over and over again. I can tell you, still to this day, the Steelers went nine and seven that year, and they lost in the wild card round to Joe Montana's Chiefs. I just and a blocked punt was the pivotal play uh, in that in that game that allowed the Chiefs to go back, go down the field, tie the game late, and then go into overtime and win. Like I, I just know that because I watched that on repeat. But Neil O'Donnell, I'm sorry, ruffling some feathers, but Neil O'Donnell said in that
0: got to be careful bringing up that name. You
1: can't have a slow first quarter, warm up the second quarter and play a great second half and win. You can't do that in this league. I that's almost verbatim what he said in it and I don't care if you like Neil O'Donnell or you don't like Neil O'Donnell, it's 100% true. Now Mike uh, Matt Williamson wrote about it in, in his war room, asked, you know, l- like looking at all the numbers and like, is this kind of is this winning formula the way the Steelers are doing it right now sustainable? And in my own personal opinion, I don't think it is. Now, the great thing is is that they have a great coach in Mike Tomlin who knows how to win all of these really just drudgy, disgusting, not pretty games. He just knows how to do it. He's done it for a long time. Rico, appreciate it. Happy birthday, Corey. Thank you for the $20 donation. Happy Behoove Day.
0: Be who day thank you rico appreciate the uh the 20 dollars gift that's a great birthday gift i appreciate that very much um but
1: yeah i i just uh, to, to pass it back to you man like it, this is just this is just something that the steelers cannot keep flirting with this it's 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 not gonna it's it's not gonna be it's not it's not gonna turn into what the steelers want to be it's just period no.
0: No, I mean this was this was the call that we made after the 49ers game as well that this yep. product on offense was not sustainable what they were doing was not sustainable and quite yep. frankly I mean look they're 4 and 2 we're not going to ever downplay 4 and 2 but they haven't performed particularly well at all this season it's not even just like one game they scored 42 points and put up 400 you know 400 yards of offense and Kenny threw for four touchdowns like there isn't even one of those Mm -hmm. This is just a sustainable thing that has been going on since 2021 when, ironically, Matt Canada was hired. Like, it's just...
1: 54 straight games, man.
0: But this offense has not done it in the Canada era at all on a consistent basis. And they could talk all they want in this building about consistency and finding ways to put up points early and doing all this, that, and the other. But the fact of the matter is, none of the changes that have been made, uh, that have been talked about, about that have been quantified that have been like teased even in a way none -hmm. of them have resulted in anything that's actually mattered from an offensive standpoint and look four and two is four and two three of the wins came because of the defense the two losses were blowouts and the one win that we saw on sunday was the most credible example of what this offense could be It's, it's clearly not all the way there They didn't rush for a ton of yards. They didn't Mm -hmm. pile it on the Rams. They only put up 300 yards of offense. The positives were Kenny's fourth quarter magic, the three rushing touchdowns after getting zero in the first uh, five games of the season. Like There are positives to draw. There's no question about it. But sustainability and functionality long-term are the key components of this whole thing. And right now, even with positives to draw from Sunday, they still don't have it.
1: Yeah, um, there there's something really interesting because this is the key to the offense, and I keep hating to go back to it. But if you don't follow, by the way, if you don't follow Computer Cowboy on Twitter, do it. He puts some great information out there in like charts and graphs and everything like that. There's this one chart he he puts out every single every single week. It, it looks like this. If you, if it yeah, it looks like that. Plot points. Plot points. Yeah, and it's big throw a uh, big, uh, big time throw percentage across the bottom compared to um, turnover-worthy plays, okay? And it's split up into four quadrants. You have people who are good at managing both. Then kind of over where you're still above the above the line on, on big-time throws, you're kind of boring. You don't really take a lot of risks. You, you just kind of you make all the safe throws, and that's about it. Then you but, have your risk-takers who – are great with the big-time throws, but they're not so great with you know managing the turnover-worthy plays. And then you have just people who are bad overall, who are just bad at they can't make the big-time throw and they turn the ball over. Kenny Pickett is in the boring quadrant. Not surprising. He doesn't make a lot of uh, big-time throws down the field, but he also doesn't take almost any risks either. Sure. So he's in the boring quadrant. Now, what's a great way to get an offense going when you have a quarterback who is playing that way? Run the football. I, I I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep hammering at home. Run the football. The Steelers did not do it in the first half against the Rams. I think it was no. like eight or nine combined carries between Jalen and and and, and Najee. Yeah. Uh, by by the end of the half, they didn't even try. First series was pass, pass, pass. I, they didn't even try to run the ball. I mean, just. You have to run the football.
0: You have to do what you're built to do. Yeah. Stick stick to what you know. Stick to the stuff that yep. you know. And look, identity is one thing. Getting the running game is another thing. And look, I I think Kenny Pickett will be the first to tell you he'd rather win than throw for four four hundred yards. Yep. Like that's just I mean that's what any quarterback would say. And, and certainly with the level of gamer that Kenny is, and he, all he cares about is winning, and all he cares about is doing what it takes. You love having that in a quarterback. You love the qualities of the quarterback. Half of his wins as a professional, more than half technically, if you want to go for it, six out of 11, are of the comeback variety. They've not been in position to be in position to win games. And I keep using that cliche, I guess, like being in position, because in the NFL, you could be in any position as long as it's close and you can find ways to squeak wins out. Case in point, yes, it's me. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate it. Case in point, what we've seen time and time again, like these weird, wacky, zany, like the one that comes to my mind, I think historically is like the Deshaun Jackson punt return against the Giants for the Eagles. Like the Eagles had no shot at winning that game. The Giants Mm -hmm. idiotically punted it away and Deshaun Jackson ran it for a touchdown and that sealed, I think it was a playoff spot for Philly. It was deep in the season though. Mm -hmm. Um, But like anything can happen when you're close enough in a game. You have to be – you have to give reasonable doubt to say they're not going to give this game away, or you have to put it away beyond reasonable doubt to say they are going to win this game. And they haven't been able to do that in quite some time.
1: Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I really, and the, and the thing is the, the other part that went to the, the, that my mind went to when we're talking about, Oh, the Steelers offense looked a lot better in the second half. Well, they started to run the football well. I mean, with both Najee and Jalen, Najee and Jalen both had some some really great carries, some really, you know, productive carries. Um, Najee in particular, I remember running a really good counter up the middle for where he gained uh, almost like nine and a half yards, like almost 10 yards. Obviously, Jalen uh, running uh, on, on his touchdown was a phenomenal, you know, cutback, really great block by Mason Cole to seal off uh, the one technique and then, you know Isaac Samalo and James Daniels getting to the second level and putting some great blocks there, so that Jalen could just run through with his incredible burst. I mean, they ran the ball well, they blocked well, and they just—they've just, they've got to find a way to try to run the ball because, especially when it comes to this week, I—I'm I, pretty sure I'm putting together my preview right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jacksonville leads the NFL in takeaways. If they're not leading, they're—they're they're up there.
0: Playing um, the second. Tell you yeah. a second as you
1: yeah. as you're talking, um, I w- 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 especially when we're talking about managing risks and everything like that. Like if they're if they're leading the league in takeaways, that should tell you right there. Like we we need to not play it safe, not be overly conservative, but do what we are built to do well, and that is to run the football. I mean that's that's how they are built.
0: Jacksonville uh, sixteen, Jacksonville sixteen, Buffalo fourteen, the Jets and the Bucks thirteen. Steelers 12 and then a few other teams 12 so you would be correct
1: yeah so yeah now leads the league and takeaways I'm so I mean that they have to be able to they have to be able to 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 really really manage risk in this kind of a game Uh, because when the Steelers have done well they've typically taken care of the football uh, this year and
0: yeah uh, Craig brings up tempo here and I like this question a lot What are the thoughts on starting the game in a hurry-up offense? Hurry up, no huddle, tempo, right? Get things going quickly. Get the defense off its feet, I guess, quickly. Like, there's something to, I think, tempo. And I think the Steelers did a pretty good job of this, especially late with tempo. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe starting out that way is a solution. Maybe starting out that way does help and will help some things. But I think tempo is more about game plan and opponent. I think tempo Mm -hmm. is more about chance and about what are these defenses strengths? What are these defenses weaknesses? Are they going to allow for a team to go successfully into tempo, to go successfully into no huddle and to successfully go into a hurry up, so to speak, offense? I don't think you could do that against the Jaguars. Now, maybe you want to try to do it to maybe mitigate some substitutions, mitigate some things that Jacksonville does in in terms of adjustments in between plays. But Mm -hmm. I think that's a little more dependent than one might believe.
1: So there's one thing that I've seen Matt Canada do um, early in games. I, I think it happened once in the preseason, and I want to say it happened once uh, earlier in the season. I don't remember if it was 49ers or Browns or when they did it. Um, but it's it's the situation where if they convert third down into first down, so it couldn't have been that early, or it had to have been like later in the game or something like that because the Steelers – didn't get a first down in the first quarter for a long time. But when there's a situation like they get a first down on third down, especially if it was like a passing down, like an obvious passing on like third and six or something like that, and they convert, have a play dialed up already for running out of out of a spread formation and immediately run to the line and run the ball on first down out of the shotgun, out of a spread formation. Because yeah. now, because you have, you've got if you hurry up and get to the line, you're not allowing the defense to substitute. So they're going to be spread out. They're going to have their, their, their small package. in, so it's going to be a dime or, or a nickel of some kind. Um, Run the ball against that, you know, don't let them get back. And then you get back to first down, huddle up, get under center and 12 personnel and be like, Hey guys, we're going to run the football. You know, it's just, you know, try to do, that's another way to execute tempo that where you don't have to go full blown, no huddle because that, you know, while it can be productive to a point, number one, it's not always productive. It doesn't always result in points. And if you don't result in points by doing that, you've pretty much just given your defense, no chance to rest on the sideline. You have to be able to control the clock in some form or fashion. So there are different ways to use tempo without having to go full blown, you know, pedal to the metal. Let's, let's just do nothing but no huddle or anything like that. So
0: Uh, Demond says, "Remember when we went 11 and 0, but didn't feel like it? Does this 4 and 2 feel similar? To me, it does. Kind of, kind of, yeah. To me, it does. I'm not saying again, you don't have to apologize for 4 and 2, but I also don't think this is a 4 and 2 football team, and I'll put that in air quotes. This feels like more of a 2 and 4 football team or a 3 and 3 football team. You know, when you when you just look at the ebb and flow of the season, right? They got boat raced by the by the almost said Lions 49ers." The, uh, the Ravens boat race, the Lions. Goodness. They got <laughs> boat race by the 49ers. They want a close one against the Browns. They want a close one against the Ravens. They beat the Raiders pretty decently. This was the most convincing win of the season that they just put on, yeah. put on the field against the Rams. And I'm not totally sold. Look, I think Pittsburgh at this point, they're putting themselves in a position to be a playoff team. I'm not sold on them anything beyond like a, a divisional game. If they could win a wild card game, maybe. Yeah. but I'm not sold on anything like when even when they were 11 and0 I wasn't sold like this team is so legit it's so good it's dynasty reborn it's all this I wasn't even sold on it then but I still can't feel that way about this team right now because of the flow in the ebb of the season yeah
1: it's been to be fair it's been it's been a little bit so the divisional games I almost want to kind of throw them out. In terms of evaluating this team, because AFC North games are wonky. Right. Weird. I mean, yeah. Very, very, kind of brand. very, very first game of the season last year. The first NFL game I ever covered, like an NFL regular season game I ever covered. It goes into overtime. You have two missed field goals. You have a blocked extra point at the end of regulation to force overtime. One field one uh, field goal miss hits the upright. The other miss came from, I think, inside 30 yards, or it was either, if it wasn't inside 30 yards, it was dang near close. And then you had a a made field goal from distance as time expired in overtime. It was the weirdest, wonkiest game that I could have ever imagined covering for my first NFL game. It was crazy. And, you know, this year, two defensive touchdowns against the Browns, the way that this game went against the Ravens with all the drops on the Ravens side and with just, AFC North games are just different. They really are. And so how does this team do when they're playing a top-notch roster? Okay, they got their butts absolutely just kicked everywhere by the 49ers. Okay, how do they do when they normally go out West? Okay, they normally don't do very well. Well, so far they've gone to the West Coast twice and they've won twice. So it's kind of like, do they feel like a 4-2 and team? No. But do they feel like as bad as sometimes we can feel like they are? I don't think they're that bad either. I think sure. that right now they're a pretty average football team. Like if you were to, if I were to kind of rank them anywhere, I'd probably put them right near the middle of the pack just because the defense can turn it on. And when they turn it on, it's over. Nobody's yep. scoring. Nobody's moving the ball when they're on, they're on. Um, Kenny's got the clutch gene if they're close in the fourth quarter, I am going to, I'm, if I'm betting at that point, I'm betting on the Steelers. If it's a, if it's a tied, if it's a three, you know, they're down by a one score or anything like that. I'm betting on the Steelers to try to come back because Kenny's just got that gene, but mm-hmm. they've got to be better for, for 60 minutes. If oh, you're shit. okay. If you can't be good for 60 minutes, be good for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You, you got, you got to put together a more complete performance than Let's just kind of wait it out and see how things are going, and then let's turn it on the second half and really get it going in the fourth quarter. You just can't do that.
0: Malvo asked, what is clutch by definition? Let me tell you what clutch is. The Steelers are 11-4 since the bye week of last year. Six of those wins have come via the game-winning fashion, five of them fourth-quarter comebacks engineered by Kenny Pickett. That, to me, is clutch. This football team is 11-4 since last year's bye week. If I told you that stat and you didn't know it, you would look at me like I was an alien because it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't feel that way. This doesn't feel like an 11 and four team since week nine of 2022. It just doesn't, given all of the deficiencies. And we've talked about this before. Kenny Pickett has been special in these fourth quarters. Half of his wins, more than half of his wins as a pro have come in this fashion, in this variety. If he doesn't rise up to this occasion and perform the way he does in the fourth quarter half of the time, this is a totally different course of history we're talking about. If he doesn't do this, he did this, what, twice last year? Let me go back and look, four times last year. Four of the Steelers wins out of the seven, after the bye last year, were of the fourth quarter and comeback variety. If two of those don't happen, for the sake of conversation, right, and the Steelers finish, what, 7-10? and Matt Canada could be gone. All kinds of other changes could have happened. You just Mm -hmm. don't know. The course of history literally has been changed because of Kenny Pickett's clutch gene. So, yes, it's a very real thing.
1: Yeah, Um, it is quantifiable, just because ever since they – ever since, you know, it's been started to be counted a fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives and stuff like that. Like you, you can point to it and be like, okay, this quarterback does. I mean, that's what, that's how Tom Brady made a name for himself. That's how Ben Roethlisberger made a name for himself. Cause, cause early on in Ben's career, he didn't make a name for himself by, you know, competing with the, with the other top quarterbacks in the league for passing yards or for passer rating or for touchdown passes. It was, if it's the fourth quarter and Ben's the quarterback and they need a they need a you know get a field goal or they need to get a touchdown to either force overtime or to win, most of the time Ben got it done. It's just, I, it, yeah, it, it's something that is quantifiable for sure. Um, oh yeah. Now, Matthew kind of brings up a, a point where yes, it, it's true. So he says Chubbs doesn't get hurt, I think we lose. Baltimore doesn't have butterfingers, we lose, and the Rams kicker is somewhat decent, we lose. That is one way to put it. That's one side of the coin. The other side of it is listen, the Steelers have also been really beat up.
0: Sure. They've
1: dealt with a lot of injuries. Cam Hayward being out for all season, pretty much, minus you know, the very you know, the first two quarters. The first two quarters of the of, of the season. Deontay until last game all we've seen of him was three quarters and you saw what his return did to the passing game um they, they've been beat up along the line you know on both sides of the ball on offensive line on defensive line i mean they, they've just they've had to deal with injuries every doesn't matter what the circumstances are whether they're week-to-week issues or whether they're in-game issues the steelers have managed their obstacles better than their opponents have yeah when nick chubb goes down the browns have to that's just that's a freak thing you browsers have to deal with it at that point. You know, if Kenny goes down with an injury as he did in the Houston game, and if that game were closer, it'd be up to Mitch Trubisky. The Steelers are going to have to figure out how to win that game with Mitch. Now the game was way out of reach by that point, but I'm just saying if the game were closer, it, you know, that's the, that's the way that they'd have to operate. And, and, and yeah, they, you can't control what happens to the other team. All you can control is what's within your control. And so, the Steelers have managed their circumstances better than their opponents.
0: Uh, Barbara asked me what I've planned today for my birthday. Where am I tearing the club at? Uh, <laughs> where am I tearing the club up at? Um, I tore up PPG Paints Arena last night at uh, the Penguins game. Goodness, no, what you a didn't. disaster on the ice. No, you
1: didn't. The Stars did.
0: Whew, what a disaster the on the Stars ice. did. <laughs> wow. Um, so I was. At, I spent my birthday kind of yesterday celebrating at PPG. My, my best friend came down from home, and you know we just went to the game, hung out, had a couple beers overpaid for popcorn goodness uh he got one of the helmets and i'm not bashing concession prices because i know they're ridiculous everywhere Oh, they're, basically yeah. Yeah. but i mean the helmet of, he got the the souvenir helmet of popcorn okay i got the bag like the lunch bag of popcorn for half the price but i got more popcorn than he did <laughs> <laughs> he paid more money for the helmet than he yeah. did for the popcorn oh, but course. anyway i digress um so today's a work day I mean, I'm here. I have to finish yeah. a Steelers story. I have to add stuff to the feed, of course. Happens. Kenny Pickett talk today. I had a one-on-one with Presley Harvin, so so my special teams fans, this is for you. I did this for you, my special teams <laughs> fans. In the feed on DKPittsburghSports.com, shortly after the show ends, you'll you'll see some bits from my one-on-one with Presley Harvin. Nice. Um, so you have I have a Kenny story coming out, and then a, a Pit podcast at six. So today's a work day. Uh, we don't always get to play on the birthday, but I will be celebrating um, tomorrow. My, my girlfriend gets back into town from a work trip today, so tomorrow we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate over the weekend uh, once I get back from Notre Dame, and, uh, you know, we'll find ways to do it. Um, let's uh, let's, let's get out of here. Yeah, final yeah. thought for me. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out, stood out to me about Kenny's press conference, other than just like the general stuff, is – Like the appreciation he has, I think, for other good quarterbacks, like there was a lot of good talk about Trevor Lawrence today. And of course, Kenny and he have a, or Kenny and uh, Trevor have a good, pretty good relationship. They did the Manning camp together, obviously Mm -hmm. being ACC quarterbacks at the same time competing at really high levels in college. I think it's pretty cool that this like younger fraternity of quarterbacks seemingly has each other's backs like Mm. in a, in a really good competitive way, like a healthy competitive way, like Hertz and Mahomes aren't going to be hanging out, but you know, they have appreciation for each other. Like, you know, Pickett and and Trevor Lawrence have a past together, but they also have a history. And and, I mean, a history of, of playing good football and a history of like being healthy with each other and competing with each other in that way. So I thought that was pretty cool today.
1: Yeah. Um, Final thought for me. Um, well, here, just really quick, Mark. Uh, I'm not sure if the pens are going to stink. Uh, they, they definitely got to get some things figured out for sure. Um, they no, I think last year or last night, they kind of ran into a, a brick wall. Literally, Jake Ottinger is one of the best goalies in the league, so Ooh, he uh, looked good yesterday. He is he's ridiculous. Um, yeah. it, um he played was really well, yeah. Um, I'm mean, forward thinking here, be really excited when, when, uh, if, and when NHL players get to play in the Olympics again, because that's more like most likely going to be the, uh, USA goalie. So, um, the best yeah.
0: birthday present I could get today is if my Cleveland Cavaliers who are now, by the way, uh, minority owner, Miles Garrett, as of today, Miles Garrett bought oh, a stake in the Cleveland Cavaliers today. Likely uh, oh when Cavaliers pull off an opening night win, that'll be a good enough birthday gift for me. I'll take
1: well, that. that means that means PFF is going to be a big time Cavs fan. Then. <laughs>
0: they're gonna they're gonna break in a Pro basketball, the uh, <laughs> what PBF? Pro basketball focus.
1: Uh, final thought for me, man. Uh, I'm just going to continue to say it. Run the football. They got to run the ball. Uh, good way find to end find it. ways <laughs> to run the ball. I mean, li- like literally, like everything else, including Kenny's clutch gene will. Will reap the benefits of it if they run the ball. They just—that's mm-hmm. what they've got to do. Period. All
0: right, that's all we'll I gotta say. Really, again. we'll try. We'll try this again tomorrow on my end. I think it worked out well today.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Everything was good. Uh, definitely, hotspot Corey is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, it's better than uh, low quality or no quality Corey.
0: Provided my um, phone doesn't, you know, ignite itself on fire. But <laughs> do our best. Um, I have to get back to work. Chris has to get going. We'll do this again tomorrow. I'll probably be hopping on late again as I did today. And then uh, Friday, Chris is going to drive you on Friday because I will be en route to South Bend, Indiana. So um, we'll be looking forward to that. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. Greatly appreciate it. Um, Go have one for me while I I go finish working here. Um, DK and Ramon at four. Stay tuned for that. He's Chris. I'm Corey. This has been the Southside Beat. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.